It's time to break the silence and open up the dialogue around the topics of miscarriage and baby loss. No more shame, no more taboo. Let's ditch it for the sake of our children. The ones who are, the ones who will come. And in memory of the ones who never came to be. This is the Worst Girl Gang Ever podcast. Hello and welcome to this season finale of Worst, <laughs> the Worst Girl Gang. That makes it sound really exciting. No, it does. That is the topic of our conversation before we started recording. It's sort of like, life is hard. Life is shit. Why is it so difficult? Yeah, so if you're feeling shit or struggling in life or shit's going down, then um, you're in good company. Yeah, you're not alone. You are not alone. I mean, and that's what we decided. That's what we're going to talk about is the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're, whether you're, feelings of shitness are related to um the you know your fertility situation at the moment you know feelings of being feeling like shit is feeling like shit isn't it and there's nothing everyone's got to go through it and I was actually talking about this to someone the other day about how the draining thing is for people in this community is that when you have fertility issues or you're having losses or you're having the trauma you're living through the trauma of your losses you are already like 50 to 75% full of shit. Yeah. So anything else that comes on top, whether it's like, oh, I prang my car or, oh, I've fallen out, so-and-so, it just takes it up and it makes, I think in a way it makes people, it makes you seem like you're making a bigger deal of what's happening. Like people be like, why is that, why is that tipped you over the edge? But it's because you're already mostly full of, of the ongoing trauma of what you're going through and it's exhausting isn't it it's so exhausting so true you um you can only sort of take so much can't you yeah until you like you say it tips you over the edge ah so what's been going on with you bex oh just just ongoing the difficulties of separation and you know the pain it causes and that the ongoing struggles i have with kind of trying to keep you know the alcohol stuff in check and not drinking and you know because I've realized that I I have in my life always dealt with things just by getting drunk because it gives Mm -hmm. me this amazing fuck it button and I I reckon there's a lot of people that do that yeah because you don't have to think about it anymore and with Mm me my I have such an obsessive head that my my thoughts and my everything just goes round and round and round and not having that tool of alcohol just means that I have to process it, which is a much healthier way to be, right? But it's hard. It's so hard. And I feel exhausted most of the time just through thinking and through trying and knowing what I need to do. But, you know, even knowing what you need to do, doing it is the exhausting part. Yeah. And you've got a bad back on top of all of that. Oh, I've got such a bad back. And I can't sit down for more than like five, ten minutes at a time. And I've done my last weekend was my fourth weekend on the bounce of doing weekends and um, doing weddings. And that in itself, you know, I've been every weekend. <laughs> I love my job so much. But every weekend I've just been witnessing other people's happy, happy happiness. Like, yeah, oh, that must be yeah. so hard. That's like being a midwife and going through fertility shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because it's just I find it's like happy for them. And, and you can't not be for happy for them on their most special day of the year. But sad for me like all those kind of that that wonderful joy of promising that you're going to be with someone else forever and then it's just it just are you really cynical about it when they're <laughs> saying their vows and 
No, I'm not. I'm not cynical because they mean it so much at the time. Yeah, they mean it. But well, we all do, don't we? You wouldn't do it unless unless you yeah. felt like that. Yeah, I just find it really, and I'll probably cry because you know me, I'm a crier. But I just, I just find it really, really sad. Mm. I just feel so sad, and it's, and then I feel like you know that's Saturday, and then. And then I have to edit the wedding. So then I have to look through it all again. So all at the moment, all I'm doing is talking about baby loss. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> looking at happy people. Hmm. Neither, you know, neither of which is, is particularly good for <laughs> keeping that gratitude up. Yeah. But, you know, I ha- and I have to realise that I, I have a, an incredibly lovely life. And I love my life. And I'm so grateful for, for the things that I do have. And that's what you've got to focus on is what you do have, not what you don't. Because I think I truly believe that if we sat, if we all sat and focused on what we don't have, what we're missing, whether that be materialistic, whether that be a relationship, whether that be, you know, the family that you that you thought you'd have, then, I mean, where does that leave you? It leaves you leading. And you always talk about that, don't you? You talk about how yeah. when you're going through the absolute pit of your despair that you'd tried to put the good stuff in as well to kind of cement the gaps yeah it's I always talk about it to Scoop actually as well because he's like um very focused on what he doesn't have what we don't have what his what his friends have that he doesn't and um always always comparing himself to other people and uh yeah and it just makes him really unhappy so I have to always remind him but we do have this and we do have that and mm. you know the you think their life is perfect, but you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And yeah, they've gone on a fancy holiday, but has it gone on the credit card? Um, you know, and also that, that like, sort of stuff. What happens on that fancy holiday? Because yeah. that's you know, if you're not in the right frame of mind, or or you or or then you're on your fancy holiday, and then you're comparing yourself to other people. You know, like our bodies, for example, also down about our bodies so I've definitely been on holidays before where I've been so consumed by my unhappiness with the way I feel and the way I look that it sort of ruins that time on the beach and I can't concentrate on just having fun and going for a swim and stuff because I'm consumed by this like what are other people going to think of me oh my god look at her her. she's got amazing my mum always tells me to sit next to someone bigger (laughs) don't feel so bad about yourself okay I'm not sure I'm not sure that's wise (laughs) I'm not sure we should be sharing that advice but I can see why she said it what's that saying lord if you can't make me skinny please make my friends fat (laughs) that that used to be on a on like mugs and posters and things like that yeah yeah. oh dear but yeah we're actually having said that having you um have you watched back our cleaner burn um body coach no Oh my gosh. So we had um Cleaner Byrne, who is a beautifully Irish lady, body coach, and she came to give us a body confidence workshop mm. in warriorship. And it was just it made so much sense and it was so helpful to so many people. And she's doing a module for us as well. Um and we talked about her coming back and doing some more stuff on boundaries because she's just got it, she's got that. She's got that confidence and she's got that knowledge. And but a lot of what she said was what we always say about work on something else 
and it will trickle through to what you're worried about. You know, that whole thing I say all the time is like, we can't change the way we feel, but yeah. we can work on ourselves and the way we feel will change. Yes, amen it, to that. It's so true. And that's why I've like, lately I've started doing research and uh, I'm hopefully this netball season, I'm going to start playing netball again. And I've just joined my old stallball team and I'm just putting all these different things in place and not one of them will help me right here, right now. But all mm. of them, the combination of all of them will help my confidence. It will help me yeah. get out, out and do stuff rather than just sitting in my shit pit going, oh, my God, I'm so miserable. Yeah. I everyone who's in a couple. I mean, that's what the, uh, like the warriorship is all about, isn't it? It's giving people the opportunities to try new things and, you know, find find the thing that makes them, brings them joy and makes them their life seem a little less difficult. Um, definitely definitely and also it's not just that it's like it's that teamed with the fact that you've got people there when you're having a shit day to say i'm having a shit day yeah me mm. too so the warriorship we wanted to come and tell you a little bit about it didn't we bex and in case you're already going why we don't want to know about a fucking ship the warriorship is our online membership for warriors in this community it's packed full of stuff so we just want to tell you about some of the stuff all of the content from all of the courses that we ever run is in the warriorship so there's loads to get your teeth into and we are also developing modules for what happens after but not only that we've also got a ton of educational workshops running once a month in the coming months we have got body positivity workshop gratitude workshop and loads 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 more and on top of that we also have a resident mental health specialist and on top of that if if that wasn't enough there's 13 events every month and there's stuff popping up all the time as well that other people are organizing that you can be a part of so it really is thriving and all you have to do is head to the link in our bio or visit our website and you can be a part of this too. We'd love to see you there. Had drag bingo last night. Epic. It was Pride month this month. So we thought we'd get him. She was a, a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. And she came and did drag bingo. And it was just so nice. It was just so lighthearted. And you didn't have to think about anything. And she, it was a really safe place. Because obviously I'd chatted to her before about who we are and what we do. So there was no kind of, there was no triggers. It was just good fun. We really enjoyed it. And we had um book club last week. Oh my god, book club. Yeah, what's the new book? Oh, new book is Oh no, I know it. I've read How it. To stop time. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. I'm enjoying it. I haven't uh, this is the first one that I think I might actually finish before the next meeting. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice easy read. Yeah. And that even that, like it's I think there's about twelve of us that go regularly. And it's just such a laugh because there's no there's and then one girl, we just wait for her to start talking because she's so brutal. She's like, it was a pile of shit. <laughs> but oh, it, well, maybe you need to choose better books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe she should choose the next book. And yeah. What we think. Yeah. But yeah, it's just all that sort of stuff, just like that um, connection with other people. Mm-hmm. It's great. You don't even have On to. On the old... Um, Body, can you hear my dress? <laughs> I can hear it. Your dress? Yeah. Oh, I can't hear your it's dress. It's a funny material. Okay, cool. <laughs> now I just look weird. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, on the body confidence and book stuff, 
my you know my stepsister Laura Adlington yeah she's got a book coming out in January on body confidence is she Bake Off Laura does yes it's called Diet Starts Monday oh that is a how many times have people said that (laughs) yeah good name yeah exciting that's really Um, exciting yeah maybe that could be one of the books for book club definitely do you reckon she'd come on and give us a little chat about it yeah probably oh cool Oh, that sounds awesome. Mm. So how are you doing? Um, I'm okay. Thanks. Yeah. I'm I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> a lot's been going on. Yeah. Um, I had a baby. Yeah. A little boy called Wilf, who's um, incredibly cute and um, is doing the normal newborn thing. But I won't... Uh, don't bore you with the details. Yeah, and that's 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 going going well. It's lovely. Um, I'm done now. I'm never ever. I'm just so fucking happy that I never have to do that again. I never have to do the trying to conceive. Never have to go through loss. Never have to. Uh, you know, pregnancy after loss is hard I think pregnancy is hard I don't know I've never done normal pregnancy but I think pregnancy is hard pregnancy after loss is even harder and um uh cesareans are shit uh and the uh the the whole bit afterwards when you've got that little bundle isn't isn't easy either is there a sense I'm so glad I never have to do any of it I was gonna say is there a sense of are you just totally relieved or is there a sense of like you've been living in this world for how many years since 2012 since 2012 yeah. yeah so 11 years you've been living in this world do you think that you will suffer any kind of identity crisis no I don't think so you're not really that per- I mean I would obviously obviously <laughs> <laughs> who am I there's no ovulation stick but, yeah, I don't think so. I, there's uh, part of me, m- mostly it's relief, but then part of me is like, fuck's sake, <laughs> and not that I want to try again, but you know, I always wanted more. And now, I mean, I can't. I'm, I think I'm probably too old to to go through this all again now. But I'm still sort of a little bit bitter that this whole experience has decided what my life looks like rather than me deciding what my life looks like but I know people everyone gets that in in some way not necessarily always related to babies as you know um yeah I think but yeah he's a joy and um uh, yeah I'm just just very happy I've got my two boys and um and sort of start living not under the cloud of baby loss yeah. How many losses did you have in total? Uh, he was number 14. Yeah. Yeah. So 12? 12. Yeah, 12 is what I think it was. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's, do you think you'll ever have therapy again? Because that is a huge, huge trauma to go through. An ongoing, you know, an ongoing chronic trauma. I mean, I might need therapy at some point, but I don't think for that. Yeah, I think soon. <laughs> I think I've, I feel like I've, I've 
processed it all. Um, yeah, I, I don't think so. But then, like we were saying at the top, there are things that tip you over the edge, and then everything comes like blah, comes out. Yeah, um, it, I think I think it's the unprocessed stuff that that comes out. Like mm. sometimes I start getting upset about something or I get triggered by something and I don't really I don't even really I never knew what the word triggered meant until I felt even even working in this industry industry in this community I never really understood because it's a word that's banded around so much and I never understood it until until really recently when I was triggered by things and I realized that a trigger is literally something that that sort of caves makes your whole body and mind cave into something else mm. and it's really hard and you and I find it really really difficult like for me at the moment being triggered every weekend by happy people and it's not that the happy people are the problem it's the happy people give me the insight into my problems and yeah. I find myself like remembering my wedding day and mm. the trigger is is the, the the wedding days I'm going to now, but but it makes me remember my wedding days. You know, twice, twice mm. I I stood there and and promised my life to someone else, and 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 thought that was that was going to be it, and I was going to be happy for That's the old um the old uglies, isn't it? I mean, I saw someone announce a pregnancy announcement on Instagram yesterday, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? I thought they had finished, and like, I felt really jealous. Yeah, that they get to choose to have another one. Um, yeah, I yeah. think when the choice, and I was talking to my therapist about this, about the things that you feel most uncomfortable with in in life, and it's when they're not your choice, mm. when it's not your, when it's totally out of your remit, when you are not, when there's so much in your life that you have no choice over, and I think that is the really difficult stuff to accept. Is the stuff that it doesn't matter what you do. We talk about, you know, when you study for your exams. The more work you put in, the better your result. And this is one of those things. These things. And money as well. People yeah. throw so much money at it, but it doesn't necessarily end in success, does it? No. And that's the hardest thing to accept is that you don't have control. Mm. And that's br it's brutally hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, the midwife said to me, what do you want to do about contraception? And I was like, uh, I don't don't need contraception. Is that because you're never going to have sex again, though? <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, I I just thought I don't. I haven't used contraception for years, years. Yeah. Well, as we know, eleven years, um, and I don't want to start. Doing that, I've spoken to Scoop about him having the snip and he's just, he's like, no way, no way. It makes him hold his ghoulies. He's like, oh, I couldn't do it, chicken. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, do I go on contraception? What's the point? Do I need to? Well, only that, I suppose only that you know that your body cannot hold a pregnancy, don't you? From your most yeah. recent from your most recent tests and stuff you know that your body is incapable absolutely it's not even capable of getting an, a it my body rejects it before it's time for a pregnancy test pretty much there's 
Yeah, I suppose it's 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 scary though, isn't it? Because if you get if you did get pregnant, you would you would have to make a decision of whether to start all the drugs and all the that, or whether to just let let the let the baby go essentially. And that must be you know, wouldn't you rather have contraception to stop your to stop that decision from having to be made? Yeah, what contraception do people use these days? Coils. Coil, but my sister was born with a coil in her head. Remember, no, <laughs> don't do trust, the, trust the coil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use a coil. I have a coil, and it's 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 not the nicest experience having it put in, but you know it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'll go and chat to the nurse. Go and chat to that. I just think it's a good idea because you, the last thing that you want, having been through all you've been through, is that dilemma of what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get yourself a coil, mate. Get yourself a coil. Mm. <laughs> okay, Roger that. I will. I will get on it. Um. So what uh, have we got going on? Did you see our um Virgin startup stuff? Yeah. Okay. We're uh yeah. It would be nice to get her on the podcast. It would be. Mm. And as this is the end of series six six yeah I was gonna say five series six going into series seven we'd love to hear your suggestions yeah or if you... any of you that would like to come on the podcast yeah definitely that'd be really cool um we've covered it's it's mad isn't it because i don't see that there's going to be an end to to the series is 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 because you know you can't cover everything but every single episode that we've covered the same subject is always completely different and that's essentially what we've always said isn't it like Mm -hmm. you can have two people that go through the exact same thing but they'll have different completely different experiences because of the lens that they see their own lives through and that I think is is something that that needs to be addressed is that everything we do is going to be different yeah totally Mm. um yeah everything the the support that we have the way we the way we deal with our feelings the sort of management that we have medically um yeah and then like you've always say like the the our backgrounds and our home situation our relationships all um sort of dictate how that experience pans out mm. and the way we the way we think and the way we feel and the way we behave as well it's all so different. It's always so different. Yeah. Oh, and and our book, our paperback comes out this year, doesn't it? It does. September. End of September. End of September, just in time for Baby Loss Awareness Month. So we've got some plans surrounding that, what we're gonna do. And and you know, we've we've been we both admit that we've been really quiet lately for obvious reasons. Laura's mm-hmm. for obvious reasons and me because I just go into shutdown mode when things get a bit much but we're aiming at the end of the summer to be fully back all systems go back to um you know battling fighting the good fight and and making things making the landscape of support look better and look bigger and brighter and more more supportive for for those who who are going to go through loss or are going through loss now yeah roger that uh, there was one other thing I was wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. Um, I I mean I should probably mention 
that when when Bex asked me if I'm okay and I was a bit doom and gloom, it's that's not about the baby. I've just lost one of my besties to bastard breast cancer mm-hmm. um, just a few days ago. So, yeah, that's been tough. Um, we've known that it was coming for a long time and um, she was very, very prepared, mm. very prepared. We've all had letters. The kids have got memory boxes, um, uh, like playlists, birthday cards until they're 18. But, um, yeah, although she was prepared, the rest of us thought we were prepared, and then it's just it's very, very different when it actually happens. But that's, that's why I'm um, not wonderful, because obviously... I don't want people to think, oh, she's just had a baby and she's <laughs> she's got the ump. I haven't got the ump about that, by the way, <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, it's it's been such a challenging time for you all, hasn't it? Oh, I'm yeah. So sorry. I'm so sorry. It's just life is so cruel. So cruel. I and mean, we were saying this the other day. You know, and, and it's relative to fertility and baby loss and stuff as well. But there are some real shitty people out there in the world. And not only, this is like a conversation that we had in the hospital. Someone was saying, you know, why can't the shit people have the shit to deal with? Um, But it's not only that. It's that some people just get shit after shit after shit. We've said shit a lot of times in this episode, by the way. Shitty old episode. I just think the shit should be shared out. No, just between between everyone. everyone. Like it makes you a better person dealing with shit. Yeah, but don't you think? Don't you think the shit is shit? Shit, the shit is shit. (laughs) Don't you think the shit is shared out? But every everyone's got shit. It's just relative to their lives. Different shit. Different shit. Different people. Different. Maybe. I mean, my mum used to say to me, Laura, why is it always? Why is it always you? Like back in the day when I just kept having miscarriage after miscarriage, and all my friends just had baby after baby. Um, why is it always you? And I was like, I don't know. I, I, you know, the stats are one in four. I feel like I'm really taking one for the team. Like I'm mm-hmm. going through all of this shit, so that none of my friends have to deal with it. It feels like, you know, I'm I'm filling the quota for everyone else. Um, but not that you'd wish that stuff on anyone else. But you know, like my friend Nicola, she's had cancer as long as I've been trying to have a baby. 12 mm. years she was diagnosed when we were doing our nurse training um when she was yeah when she was 26 she diagnosed the year before we started trying for a baby and she's been dealing with that all of her adult life and she lost her mum when she was young as well to fucking cancer um yeah. this would be nice if the if if the shit was shared out but like you say everyone has their own stuff they're dealing with and so what is the moral of the story? Be kind, kind to everyone. Because you don't know what people are dealing with. And maybe, you know, maybe not so life or death as cancer. And and But in everyone's personal world, as I said, you know, we're all brought up differently and, and something that might really, really rock someone, someone else might find it easier to go through or, I don't know. Mm. Just Life is hard enough without people being dicks 
Yeah. Mm. So hashtag don't be a dick. And kindness is free. Sprinkle that shit everywhere. Yeah. And I think that's that's as inspirational as you're going to get from me. (laughs) And that is inspirational. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, should we end on that then? Be kind. Don't be sick. Don't be a Brenda. Oh, God. Let's let's not get into that. (laughs) Sorry. No Brenda's (laughs) in the making of this episode. Yeah, wonderful. Well, until season seven. All right, then. Well, don't know how long we're having off, but we'll. No, let's let's not put a time on it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back. Cool. All right, Tara. Have a lovely summer, everybody. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.